Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> talk of the program, of course, has been football, mostly the Jets and... They signed Trevor Simeon to the practice squad, add another quarterback to the room, and who knows? If things continue the way they are, might find himself on the football field sooner rather than later. Now, we are pleased to be joined, and I, 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 I hesitate to use the word maybe even fortunate to be joined because this individual has been so busy that he hasn't even found the time to join us on the pregame show yet in either of the first couple of weeks of the season which he, you know we expect him to do but he's he's a big shot he's got a lot on his plate so i'm shocked we're able to even get him on the program tonight we're talking about of course the great anthony beck who joins us here on 9870 espn hi sir how are you what's up dan how you doing you know what it's interesting i you know, because of the weather and, and the circumstances, our, our pregame show that we do for the Jets uh, got pushed to the studio. So, yeah, you haven't been graced with my presence, my knowledge, all those great things you just mentioned about. So hopefully this week I think we're going to be okay. I, I haven't looked at the weather, but I think we're going to make it this week. Well, I don't know. i got to check the schedule. i got to check the itinerary and see if we could fit you in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, no yeah, the, the so. best ability is availability. And and if you skip out you're a couple right. of times, you know, other guys have stepped up and, and, and done a nice job. You know what I'm saying? They deserve some playing time here. Coach? I, I could easily be <laughs> Wally Fifth. I get yeah. it, man. I, it's, totally, it's totally understandable. I understand. Oh, can you That's play? why I never missed a game and probably should have missed about 16 of my career because I was always worried about getting Wally Fifth. That's right. You, were, you, you, you gave it the old college try. Uh, can you play quarterback by any chance if you're going to be there on Sunday? You're, you're talking to the wrong Beck on that one. I, That's I'm not, true. I'm not a quarterback, so I can't, I can't do that. How many, how many more years before Rocco can get up here, by the way? What do we got to wait, a couple more years minimum? Hey, we got a while, man. I'm trying to – I'm embracing day by day, game by game, year by year. He's only a redshirt freshman. So <laughs> we're going to be well past any – Aaron Rodgers is going to be probably lost and living on the other side of the country uh, – the other side of the world by the time – uh, Rocco uh, comes around, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's fun times. Well, all right. So, all kidding aside, what, what do you make of the current state of affairs right now with the offense more than anything else? Yeah, you know, I think you know, going back on the film, uh, you know, clearly, you know, it's always hard when you're watching it. You're thinking, okay, the play calling's not very good, or the offensive line's not very good, or Zach's not very good, and really, it, it is a mixture of everything right now. Um, but I will say, you know, when, when it's clean and opportunities are there, um, you know, you, you want Zach to be a little better, you know. And, and again, what is he being coached on his progressions? How is he, how is he being led to look, uh, you know, through who he's supposed to go to pre-snap? How does he diagnose it? And, and, and then another thing, you know, playing it, having that moxie, you know, being able to not be scared to, you know, let it swing and, and go for it. You know, th- those are things that come with confidence as well. Um, you know, clearly, you know, with weather and the lack of run game and, and a lot of those things and really a slow start into that first quarter. I mean, clearly there was no rhythm. Uh, you know, you weren't able to break a bunch of runs. You know, you were looking for an identity. You couldn't find one. And then by the time you, you tried to press it, 
you know, then you started getting off your script a little bit. There were some things that were positive uh, in some of the run and the pass game, but just ultimately not enough to win the game. Yep. Um, you know, listen, I, I think, you know, when you look at it, um, you would hope and assume that Clay Caller, quarterback, everybody gets a little better and understands each other better, goes with their strengths and tries to lean on what those strengths are. I think right now is, you know, what are those strengths? What are the positives you grasp with? And how can everybody else raise their level of play to, to, to make it a little less of what the quarterback has to do? But ultimately, you know, in this league, a quarterback has to make throws at some point in the game mm-hmm. to win it. And, uh, you know, right now we haven't seen those. So, uh, you know, we always see the bursts. We talk about those things and the footwork and all that stuff is great. But ultimately, it really doesn't matter what your feet look like or anything. Can you, can you get your eyes to the right guy? Can you deliver a catchable ball? and let your playmakers make plays. And right now, we haven't seen that. I was saying a little while ago that to me, you know, and, and just watching the tape, watching the games and everything, it just looks somebody who's gun-shy, right? He's afraid to pull the trigger. And I don't know if that's a result of the previous two years of him making the mistakes and probably the coaching staff and everybody in his head telling him, you know, don't throw an INT. Don't put the ball up for grabs. You know, be conservative if you have to. Check it down. But now it's to the point where, Teams are even trying to take that away, and he's just afraid to pull the trigger, it seems like, and that's why you're seeing so many unproductive plays. You know, I said in the post game after the game, I said, you know, you just have to let this kid play and, and just run it. Um, and, and he's got to be on it now. you got to make sure now that you go into a football game understanding clearly what you're going to see, okay? And if you see what you're supposed to see, what you see in practice and what you guys have gone over as a staff and it. And when you put the, the game plan together, what happens if it changes? Okay, and that's where the homework comes in. That's where the the uh, the, the quarterback, the mental side of the quarterback game comes in because when it changes, you don't you don't get extra time to correct it. You have to immediately trust, see it, and and execute it. So, you know, those things right now aren't there. And you know, I don't think anybody thought Zach was going to be ready in general this year, right? The, the whole thing was two years you know, at, at the minimum, okay, he was going to sit back and learn how to play the position differently from the sidelines. Now he's getting thrown into the fire again, okay, and, and quite frankly, an OTA and, and a training camp where he probably got 10% of the snaps, to be quite honest, and, and being around Aaron in those moments is not going to be enough to completely change a quarterback. So, you know, you still have to between the ears, uh, and it's not, again, the, the, the mental side of it, it's just the assurance to yourself that you're clear on what you're doing uh, and right now it just sometimes it doesn't look as clear in some of these moments and there's a lot of times in the game where he was looking at the right place and you know pressure he gets hit in the arm so it's unfortunate for him that those collapses happen and then when it becomes clean okay well let's look at the clean ones okay why are we looking here you know I thought Alan Lazard to me in general was just he was a guy that probably could have had 100 yards receiving in the game just on what his, what his routes and what he was doing. Um, and, you know, he didn't have that, right? So, again, can you learn from that? You pull up the tape and say, well, the process is this. Hey, Zach, what did you see? What, why did your eyes start to the left or start to the right and, and where you get where you are? And then hopefully those things can be corrected. The problem is, is you know, the fronts and the defenses are always going to be different week to week. So, right. again, it's, it's registering the information so that if you get that look again, okay, then you can – maximize it but again it's a week you got to remember and capitalize on previous experiences and make sure when it moves again 
you know, and, and I think I don't want to get long-winded here, but a perfect example is the play that everybody's showing where in early in the game, Garrett Wilson ran outside the corner yep. in that little hole shot, right? Well, the, the, the positive from that is down and later in the game in the fourth quarter, okay, he hits, he run the same play again, and he hits that hole shot to Allen. So, again, it's he learned from it. He made the correction. Now, in that moment, yeah, he didn't make it, right? He checked it down or can't remember what he did, but at least you saw the play come again. He went to the read and hit it in that hole. So, again, that's to me when you look at the bigger picture and not just a, a one snap, like why didn't you go there? Well, they went to the sideline. They talked about it. They corrected it. When it came up again later in the game, he hits it. You know, a little too late, but, again, that's just the part of it where – you got to expand the picture a little bit, but you know those are the things you you have to be able to to make these plays in the game to give your team a chance. And when they're there, you got to hit them. When you miss them, it's tragic because you know this team's really building on to get to a minimal third down opportunity so they can convert, and they're not doing that right now. Anthony Beck joining us here on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're a coach, so put your coaching hat on here. How much longer can you afford to continue on like this if you're the Jets? Yeah, so you know, just uh, refresh me. We it's Chiefs this week, Broncos, Giants by, correct? No, it's Broncos, Eagles by. Oh, and the Giants is after the buy. Giants after the buy, yeah. Got it. So I mean, listen, you're talking about you know, two of the three teams are Super Bowl teams, right? Okay, and then you have, and then you have the Denver Broncos. So you feel like, you know you should be better than right. If you, if you play a, a, a good game. So, you know, I, I mean, I think this is a good kind of um, litmus test on responding to adversity, bouncing back and uh, you know, correcting a lot of the, the issues that may have come up. Um, you know, can they win this game? Of course, any team can win any given week, but again, this is, this is going to be clearly uh, a really tough test. Then you go into Denver according to how that test goes, and you, you really take it game by game. You know, does he check the boxes when he comes off the field? I think there's a lot of empty boxes when you come off just for Zach. But there is a lot of empty boxes, Dan, for a lot of other players on offense. So, you know, again, everything gets magnified when you're the quarterback, and that's just the way the game is. I mean, we can say what we want, but ultimately it's quarterback, line, and that's usually it to coach, to play make, to the, to the coordinator. So we don't see guys dropping balls. There's a bunch of weapons out there. How can you maximize these things to get your quarterback in a groove, to get the ball to the playmakers, make it easy for them, and generate some type of run game? If they can do those things, win this game, keep it close, uh, again, it buys you another game. And it continues to go until ultimately, you know, uh, did you lose all three to the bye? If he loses all three to the bye, you know, I don't think he's going to make it after the bye. But if you can – if you can win Denver and then really be in the game for Eagles and Chiefs, which, again, nobody really has yet against these teams, I think that's your litmus test. And then, of course, you sign your quarterback and your alternative piece to see if you have to make a move at that time. But I think you can get to the bye right now, unless it's tragic. I mean, you go out there and, you know, throw three picks, and it's just right there, you know, it, it's, it's, you know we all know how that reaction will be. Right. That might be too much to overcome. Then, then the change happens earlier. So, again, it's a game-to-game thing, man. I, I really do with Zach. I mean, I think he controls his destiny here. He can continue to play, or really he could he can shorten the stick uh, on, on what they want to do. 
Let's flip over to the Giants for a second here. One and two to start. They get an extra few days off here because they play the Thursday night, and then they have the Monday nighter with Seattle, which is a big game for them. I mean, the thing that jumps out to me, the slow starts. I mean, they're, 60, they're getting outscored 63-6 to six in the first half of the three games so far this year. And I don't think the team is as talented from top to bottom to be able to dig out of that type of a hole, of course, when you're reducing your game to the final two quarters. What have you seen through three games? Yeah, again, a lack of identity. You know, the run game obviously not there with Barkley. You know, Daniel has a lot on his shoulders, and he really hasn't built the rapport yet with, with Waller. You, you see just kind of like they're just not meshing well. Um, you know, a nice burst in the second half against the, the Arizona Cardinals a couple weeks ago. But, you know, you look at the 49ers game, you just didn't see the connection with his, his receiving core. And, and the offensive line is in shambles right now. So, you know, I, I just don't think – you know, right now when you look at them, that they can hang their hat on something they feel good about. And, um, you know, it, it, it's tough because, you know, if you don't have all your pieces there, you know, you always go into a season having the expectation level you have those pieces, but then you have to adjust. And sometimes those areas are just, you know, a little too hard to, to overcome. And I think right now they're in a spot where that's where they're at. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's going to be a challenge for them. And I think this long span is actually not a great thing because if you're starting slow, you know, you don't necessarily need to get your body back. You, you probably want to get back on the field a little quicker. And you even got the extra day with the game being Monday night later. Uh, it's just, to me, that's that could cause for, for a slow start again heading in, uh, in into Monday night versus Seattle. What have you seen from the – I mean, again, small sample size so far this year. You mentioned some things. You know, the injuries have played a role. But what have you seen in particular from the quarterback – as far as comparing to what we saw last year when he had his breakthrough season? Yeah, he's just been a little off. Uh, you know, just he doesn't look as, uh, you know, clean, uh, what, what the operation. Um, you know, he, he's clearly a threat with his legs, and I think we can all gather those things. But, I, you know, you, you tend to maybe have a little less confidence sometimes when you don't have that, that protection that you want. Um, and when you're a guy that, could, that has the athleticism, you're a little quick to maybe – you know, take that option. And, uh, you know, you want, you grow confidence in the pocket. Okay. When you can get out of your, get it out of your hands, make the throws, you know, get yourself in a rhythm. And then, you know, ultimately from there you go, right. If you're in a rhythm early and you're feeling good, I mean, you know, he can have huge games in the league and, you know, you have one, I mean, you know, we saw him for a half versus Arizona look like arguably the best quarterback and, and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it's there, but it's all rhythm, man. It's, it's, you know, how does the game start? You know, how does it look up front? Is there any complimentary running balance that they have? Or is, is he going to have to go out there and after trying to start and have the balance, and now it's the second half and it's on his shoulders, can he develop the rhythm that he wants? So, you know, again, I think it's all about game planning. And if Dable is the guy calling plays officially every single snap, you know, he's one of the best at it. You know, again, you, you got to get your quarterback in a rhythm but still be able to have that balance. It's tricky, but – you know, they got weapons now. It's not like he doesn't have the pieces, but you are countering versus some offensive line issues that you're trying to get through week in and week out. How sustainable you think this Miami Dolphins explosive attack is going to be? I'm not talking about 70 points and 700 yards every week, but do you think this could be almost like the, you know, Marino and the Marks brothers type of attack all throughout the rest of this season? Yeah, you know, confidence is, is, is key, man, uh, you know. Tua's got, you know, chip on his shoulder. A lot of people doubted him. Um, he's in a rhythm. I think we saw him in college. He was the best at what he did for a long extended period of time uh, because of his rhythm and his confidence. And, and that's the key, man. You know, 
He's got playmakers. He understands what his guys can do for him, and he knows how to get them the ball. And he's got an excellent, excellent play designer, play caller, Mike McDaniel's, who is in a rhythm himself. So again, I, I, you know, this game that they got against Buffalo, I know Buffalo's defense is one of the best in the league. A lot of sacks, but I just don't think that matters. I mean, they, you know, even without Waddle, it's just amazing the the speed number one that they have, the execution, the high level of execution. I, I think two is above a 70% passer uh, from a completion percentage-wise, and he hasn't turned the ball over. So, you know, and their defense is really good. I think they, they, they mesh well together, they, and they could be a lot more active defensively when you're up two, three touchdowns in a game. So uh, I just don't – they're not going to let the other team, which a lot of teams in the NFL do, and you see this all the time, dictate the tempo mm-hmm. of which they want to play, right? So that's key because sometimes you – you match it a little bit because, oh, this is the kind of game we're in. We're going to go. But you know what? For them, it doesn't really matter. And now that they can score pretty much at will with the way they feel that way, even if they were to get down, there's still going to be a confidence level there. That's a scary thing. No doubt about it. Just another obstacle that the Jets are going to have to deal with here in this AFC East and maybe the rest of the AFC when you're talking about how teams are playing so far out of the gate. A.B., great stuff as always. Um, really look forward to seeing you on Sunday and hopefully uh, we can get it together here for the pregame uh, against the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to whip out one of my uh, new jackets. I'm going to try nice. to you know, liven up the stage a little bit. You know, keep it keep it fly. I know you like to dress up. Your counterpart sometimes uh, doesn't doesn't you know push the envelope on that. And so I'm going to try to spruce it up a little bit for you. <laughs> there you go. Classing up the prime joint. Prime time. It's prime time. Man. Yeah, it's Sunday it's night football. Game. Only game in town. You got to do it, baby. Uh, good stuff as always. Appreciate a couple of minutes. I'll see you Sunday. You got it, man. Be well. All right. There's Anthony Beck. Uh, you hear him with us on the uh, Jet pregame show coming up on Sunday. Our coverage gets underway at 6 for Jets and Chiefs live from MetLife Stadium. 800-919-3776. More of your phone calls. We also got to get into some baseball, too. How about a former Met? A former Met weighing in on the state of affairs of his former clubs and players, the locker room, all the things that have been kind of floating about. We'll go till 9 o'clock. Then it's Gordon and Larry right here on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. I got some sad news to report, and I know that this is going to disappoint a lot of people out there who maybe were looking for something to do tonight after the show ended. One of the options that's been taken out of discussion is watching the Mets. No Mets tonight. They haven't started. No. And they won't start, as a matter of fact, because tonight's game against the Marlins has been rained out 
It's funny that it gets rained out when it's rained for four straight days, right? But the field conditions are not playable. I don't know what they were doing, you know, over the last. Maybe they didn't cover the field. I don't know. Um, so, anyways, poor people that trekked out to City Field tonight, all 15 of them, including Mackay Becton, who was actually going to throw out the first pitch. Hopefully they let him throw it somewhere, maybe just off to the side just so he gets credit for it because he can't go tomorrow. But they're going to play a straight single admission doubleheader tomorrow beginning at 4.10 p.m. So two games for the price of one. If you love baseball, if you like, I don't know, misery, go check out the Mets tomorrow and the Miami Marlins. Marlins are still playing for something. Mets aren't, but the Marlins are. Straight doubleheader beginning at 4 o'clock. Probably not going to be a warm, balmy day out there either at City Field. But got to get all the games in. The games mean something for the Marlins. So you got to play them. Uh, 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. Before we get back to the calls, Eli Manning, who knows a thing or two about being a high draft choice in this city and finding a way to make it all work, a two-time Super Bowl MVP. He was on first take, and he gave his advice for Zach Wilson. You got to go talk with with you know Coach Hackett and and maybe tell him the plays that you like. You know Zach's got to say, well, what are what are my favorite plays? What are my what are my eight completion plays? Where if you call these plays, I'm gonna be able to get a completion. I'm gonna be on time. I'm gonna know my read no matter what the coverage is. I mean, people are just trying to be helpful and they're looking for a silver lining. I don't know, whatever. Don't you think that that's happened already? Don't you think that either Nathaniel Hackett or somebody in that coaching staff has asked the player, hey, what do you prefer? What are the plays that you like to run or vice versa? I'm sure that's happened already. Like, we're, we're, we're way past that point. Those discussions are long in the rear view. Long. Let's say hi to Neil, who was in Garden City. He's up next year on 98.7. Neil, how are we doing this evening? Good, Dan. How are you? Neil, I'm great. Uh a long-time Jet fan, 55 years. Oh, boy. I've witnessed as much misery as Joe Beningo yeah. in that time frame. Uh, so, you know, and I haven't missed a snap, a preseason, regular season, season ticket holder. I sat in that rain last week. It was, it was, you know, I didn't have my dentures fall out, but, you know, I threw out a few expletives at the end of the game. But all in all, I thought that the crowd was relatively – calm with regard to booing Zach until the game was out of hand and you know he had a couple of really bad plays at the end with the fourth and five and you know throwing a five-yard pass and a couple other things that occurred but I want you know I'm not going to sit here I'm not a Zach truther but I just want to make a couple points mm -hmm. first off Zach, obviously, the, the team sees him in practices, and he's obviously a great practice quarterback. I mean, if you all, go all the way back to the combine, he wowed a lot of people with those off-platform off throws, and he looked like uh, Pat Mahomes and everything else. But you know and I know when the lights turn on and the you know defense is coming at you to take your head off, it's a different thing altogether. Now, let's look at the line a second. We had a you know, the line we put out there Sunday protected Zach, mm -hmm. okay? However, you know, he's expecting the same results as he had the two previous weeks, which he was really under a lot of pressure. This week he wasn't, okay? And maybe he was a little gun-shy and was expecting to see pressure when it didn't come. But Neil, it's his third year. Neil, it's his third year. I get it. No, no, no. I get it. Now, let's say, let me just say this to you. 
he is making the easy look easy when he does throw the screen. Last year, he was throwing screen passes over guys' heads. He was bouncing the ball in front of a guy 10 yards away. Mm-hmm. He's not doing that this year. Let's give him a little of that. Can we give him that? That is absolute and? baby steps. You know, think about that. That, that is the no, no, bare no, no, minimum. No, 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 I get it. I get it. Now, let's slow down, okay? Last year, everybody that is three years or less in the league looks like horse crap when they pay Belichick. Mm-hmm. That is his game, okay? Last year, if you remember, he had an equally horrible game, first game against the Patriots. But what did he do the next week? He came back and beat Buffalo. Now, I'm not saying it's him that beat Buffalo. We beat Buffalo. Right. Now, I'm tired of these Jet fans telling me that the, the team is trash, the defense is trash, we got to go change coaches, all this overreaction over one game. Now, NFL is a week-to-week league, okay? Now, you want to tell me that our defense is not great when Buffalo scored 16 points against us? And it looked like uh, we made, you know, this is a team that is a great team. But Josh, but Josh Allen, we have his number just like Belichick has Zach's number. And what did he do the next two weeks? Thirty-seven and thirty-eight points. They're talking about him as an MVP all over again. It's a week by week league, and I will tell you this right now. This is my feeling. I feel Sunday. I'm going to the game, and I feel that we're going to put up some numbers against Kansas City. I'm not saying he's going to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns, but I will tell you this. He's going to make completions. He's going to throw the ball, and they're going to let up. They're going to take the, you know, they're going to take the strings off him. You have to realize this. Nate, ha- what did Hackett say to him before this game? Don't take, any, don't take any interceptions. Don't make any stupid throws. If your first or second read's not open, get rid of the ball. He doesn't. One but major it's not, problem I have with him. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but Neil, when you say like taking the strings off him or whatever, and I thank you very much for the phone call. Uh, and I look, I appreciate your optimism. I do. But the plays were there to be made. The throws were there to be made. Guys were open. You got to either a trust your eyes, or b just deliver the damn ball, right? And pay off on that trust and that faith that the organization put in you when they selected you with the second overall pick in the draft. You don't take guys second overall who you think are no good or who are projects, who are, you know, guys that maybe, you know, you coach them up and they can become this. No, you take them because they have an incredible amount of talent. You think that they can help you win games and win big. And you're the solution for a decade plus. And we haven't seen that yet. And we don't know if he's a great practice player, by the way. Like Neil mentioned that. He's a great – is he? I don't know that. I've heard the contrary. Okay? I remember last year. Remember when he sat for Mike White the first time, and then when Mike White got hurt and they put him back in, I remember talking to guys in that locker room, you know, just off-the-record conversations. Any difference? Is there any, you know, does he look like a new quarterback out there? A couple weeks on the sidelines, help him? Any different? And they'd roll their eyes at me. So, we're not there during practice, though. But the guys are. And whatever's happened on the practice field, good, bad, or indifferent, guess what? The only thing you're going to be judged on is how you play. And those results right now need a heck of a lot of improving. 
800-919-3776. We'll get into some baseball here coming up, plus your phone calls. Roll until 9 o'clock. Dan Gross, the show, 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. So we're getting a new um, new stove and a new microwave delivered and installed tomorrow. I'm one of these guys that, like, until the appliance is literally on its last legs and its last breath, I'm going to try to maximize every last ounce of it that I could get. Because those are still the original appliances from when we, we, we bought this house, believe it or not, from the previous owners and everything. So, like, little by little over the years, like, the, you know, they each one is kind of passed away and we've had to replace them this is like the last thing the stove the micro so went out and got the new ones they're coming in tomorrow or whatever i think like you know a few days ago or whatever we tried like cooking something in the oven and when it takes about 45 minutes to preheat I, that's generally an indication that it's you know on its last legs and that's happened repeatedly so he said enough is enough we went and bought it so they're, supposedly they're coming tomorrow and you know what i love about these these places is that they they email you, they get in touch with you, and they give you like a window to when they're actually going to be there. But the window is about like six hours. Okay, so that's great, right? Like, so I'm just supposed to sit around for this entire length of time, and they may be there, they may not be there, whatever. So it could impact the, you know, preparation and stuff for the show tomorrow because they told me they're going to be there in the afternoon. I tell Harvey, and Harvey's like, so you actually have to stand there, sit there and wait for them? I'm like, no, I'm going to leave the front door open. And just say, you know, leave a sign in the door. Hey, guys, take what you want. And I'll even leave it up to the whole neighborhood. Anybody can just come in and, and have their way with things and, and, and leave. Sure. You're very you want tr- to go to woods? Yeah. If you want to go for a drive, bring overcoat. Bit nipply outside. It, it is cold outside. What would you do in that situation, though? You would just, like, leave and, and, and let them come in and do whatever the hell they want? I would say, hey, just leave it off at the kitchen and I'll, I'll do the rest. I'll install oh, you know, it. Dude, there's gas lines involved. It's a gas stove. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. What do I look like? Handyman, Dan, mm. is not a thing. You know no. handyman? No. No. I'm starting to wonder how many uh, people that are older than me are actual handymen. No. Are you, Do you consider yourself handy or no? Uh, half and half. I'd give it the effort. Well, I, I'd look at the manual, the, the, the rule book. But and dude, handbook. gas, you don't screw around with. Because ultimately the goal of, like, having a home is actually, like, still having it at the end of the day. Meaning, like, I don't want to blow up the place. I would hope not. No. How much was this oven, by the way? Or stove? It was, it was, it was a sizable amount. Set you back, huh? 
Well, think of it. You know what the problem is? It's like all this stuff is happening now. Of course, these things type, they happen when you just, they come in bunches. You know how they say like turnovers are contagious and all that stuff? Like they try to, you know, spin that at you like a sports analogy. Think about what I've gone through here in the last week or so. The cracked windshield, had to replace that whole thing. Now the oven, you know, all at once. Boom. I'm going to have to get like a fifth job here to pay for all this stuff, Harv. I hate the window, by the way. Oh, I, I, it's, it's the one thing I hate about UPS when they have that delivery window mm -hmm. and they say buy seven or buy ten. Yeah, it's not specific. No. And they say like, well, you know what? They're going to get in touch with you tomorrow. They're going to call you a half an hour before they show up, or like you know, a half hour before they're in the neighborhood. I it's can, like, great, but what time is that going to be? I can guarantee you, it won't it won't be half an hour before? Yeah, if they say you know the the window is twelve thirty to five thirty, it's like, great. Well, I got things to do. You know, if you show up at five twenty five, that really doesn't do me any good. And if I don't hear from you until five o'clock, I, I just lost my whole day. Like I'm expecting a delivery tomorrow from UPS, and they gave me the window. But it says it requires a signature. Well, oh. I don't know if I'll be home for the signature. Well, that's the that's another problem. There's, does it have to be your signature or could it be anybody else's? I believe it could be anybody else's, but, you know, they always have those doubts. So, yeah, that's what I got tomorrow. Not looking forward to it. And plus, like, people, you know, like, people coming in and all that stuff. I don't want to – because then you got to sit there and it's not like – I feel like I'm, a, I'm, I'm babysitting, Right? A, you try not to get on, you try not to get in the way, and B, you sit there and you kind of observe of, of what's going on, right? But you're just like kind of sitting there, and it's probably like from their perspective, it's an annoyance, because I think like they can diagnose pretty easily that I'm somebody that A is not handy and B has no idea about these type of things, but then I'm sitting there and watching, you know, with awe and wonder because I can't do these things. And what if they ask you like, "Hey Dan, you mind if I use your restroom?" No. Unless it's an absolute emergency. Actually, you know what? I don't even know if that's happened that often. Maybe it's only happened once. No, but I think I probably would because I have one. I have a bathroom downstairs, so they could use that one. Poo poo. <laughs> Problem is, is that bathroom doesn't have a window. And it could be in a little bit of an issue. Depending on how serious the matter is. Right? Well, I don't know if I got to use the bathroom. Does that mean the, do I get a discount? Something come off the bill? <laughs> I <highly> doubt it. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's tomorrow. And I told, like I said, I told Harvey, and he was like, "Oh, you mean you got to be home for this?" Well, yeah, I got to be home for this. I'm not going to tell the mailman. Hey, here, here's the key. Do me a favor. Stick around. And, and let the guy in when the, the, this big truck shows up with a with a stove. Well, I'm not I'm not blaming you for for staying home for. It. I'm saying like, like you got you you can't you can't go from there once they just drop it off at the floor. No, they have like I said, they have to install it, bring it in. There's 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 gas lines that they have to connect. Who who's gonna do it? Me. You're Dan, man. You can do what you there want. Won't, there won't be a house there if I'm the one that still has to do it. The thing will probably blow up. There'd be like violations and codes and I mean any anything that you could think of. 
as unsafe as unsafe could be. I think it would be a golden opportunity for no. you to impress no. everybody, including yourself. No, that's not a, it's not an opportunity. That's not something. You know what would impress me is if I'm the one that doesn't have to do it. That's what impresses me, that I knew enough to get the hell out of the way. Sometimes you got to know your own limits, and guess what? When it comes to this stuff, I am fully aware of what I can and cannot do. And I mostly have to remove by security? Mostly it's I can't do it. So I stay out of the way. Please, the worst part of it, too, is just even, like, going to the stores to, like, pick it out. That was torture. I hate that stuff. And then you walk into the store, and then, like, immediately, like, the salespeople are, like, hovering on you like vultures. And they're like, how can we help you? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. What do I know about stoves? Nothing. Tell me how much, tell me when, and tell me what I got to do. That's exactly. I hear. You think anything you think anything interesting will happen tomorrow that'll impact the show while all this is going down? Yeah, I think either you or your wife would try to cook something immediately. Yeah. Yeah, it might be uh I might or, be on my own. Or one of the, the delivery men slips. Oh please. And then you have to you have to use your arms to deliver the, the appliance. No, I got carpeting. I don't think he's gonna slip. Not carpeting. I gotta cover the car well, I don't know, do they cover the carpeting or do I gotta cover the carpeting? Like, so there's not, like, dirt and stuff like How that. How dirty can the shoes be? Well, dude, it's rained for four straight freaking days. What do you think? The ground's probably still wet. Is it not? We live in Seattle all of a sudden. Uh, I mean. I just, I just, that's, that's why. You see, that's why I'm trying to explain that I try to let these things live as long as they possibly can until I have to replace it because then all of this happens. And then at the end, you say. Thank you. Exactly. Be on your merry way. Yeah. Yeah, we'll cook we'll cook them a meal when it's over. Once I get everything installed, just to just to test it to see if it's working, we'll cook them a nice meal. I don't think they're just staying that long. We'll stay and break bread. Make it a nice communal gathering. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Not good. So yeah, that's tomorrow. Details at eleven. Um let's say hi to David in the car, who's up next here on 98.7. David, how are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. You know, I just wanted to just throw this out there and get your opinion. Yes. but It's really about Joe Douglas, and i kind of looking, I'm trying to figure out, is he doing this all by himself, picking players, or is the owner involved, which I guess clearly in the Rogers situation, the owner had to be involved, but... Everybody keeps saying outside of Wilson, this guy's made solid picks. And I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, you can't give him a pass for not having a backup plan for Rodgers. And I I looked around the league, and I have three examples of three backup quarterbacks, two of which have performed well. Dobbs with Arizona. You look at the guy, and you go, well, where did this guy come from? He played at the University of Tennessee. Obviously, somebody in that organization, because these guys, these coaches are around for years, they're always scouting people. Someone was like, let's go with this guy. Well, no, Dave, like, we talked about like Dobbs earlier. A- we talked about Dobbs earlier. And it's and it's ve- been very right. impressive and surprisingly impressive what he's done so far because Josh Dobbs was a guy who was only acquired a month ago. 
He was only acquired a exactly. month ago by Arizona. And but a guy it, who had never – think it, about it. He never won a game as a starter in the NFL, and Arizona got him, for lack of a better term, because they thought that he wouldn't win a game for them because they want to tank. And he's played pretty well. Well, here's, here's the thing. I'm looking at Arizona. It remains to be seen how much they want to tank. And I remember something Bill Parcells said. When you're a coach in this league, no matter what you're doing, from a moment of players in college to when he's in the pros – you scouted them all the time, and you make a mental note, and you write his name down, because when he becomes available, you may need him if you've been scouting him for a long time. Someone in that organization may have known something about him. But let's move on. You have Hundley last year, who was the backup for the Ravens. He nearly beat the Bengals. Like, there are backup quarterbacks out there that are capable. And I'm just going to throw one more name at you mm-hmm. about a guy who basically is the backup in Jacksonville. He threw for 3,300 yards in the Canadian Football League. He's only 24, 78.8% completion percentage, 39 carries, 304 yards, seven touchdowns. His name is Nathan Nathan Rourke. He was actually he actually tried out for several teams who had interest in him. CJ Beathard's the he backup in Jacksonville. The, this guy's on the. This guy I just mentioned is he you, on the practice squad? He's, he's on with the practice Jacksonville. Squad. Yeah, he's, he's on the practice squad. Yeah, he's on the practice squad. But here's what I'm saying: you get a guy who, even though it's the Canadian League, had three thousand three hundred and forty something yards, early twenties in the Canadian League. He's on the practice team in a, in the NFL. There's some scouting there. He auditioned for nearly a dozen NFL teams. Many were interested in him. There was scouting involved. And to not have that, that same scouting that you did with Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner, and all the other Jets that were chosen in that hot draft, to not have that at the quarterback position is crazy. And here's another thing. Those young players that Joe, uh, that Joe recruited, yeah. their agents are going to be asking them, hey, you need, to get, you need to leave this dumpster. Forget about the Aaron Rodgers thing. You need to start asking for more money now, especially if these guys perform at the level they performed last year. Let me know your thoughts. Dave, thanks, thanks. for the phone call, and I'm going to answer it this way. Nobody in their right mind, any organization. Do you, think, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs, seriously, do you think Andy Reid and everybody out there in Kansas City, they have a viable alternative if Patrick Mahomes suffers a season-ending injury, let's say this week against the Jets, they're going to turn over their season to Blaine Gabbert, and you think that they're just – like, that's what cracks me up. You think Blaine Gabbert's going to step in and the Chiefs are going to freaking win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl? The answer is no. I don't care how great the coach is. I don't care how much talent is on the team. It's not happening. Aaron Rodgers is irreplaceable. If Josh Allen gets hurt up in Buffalo, do you think that – the Buffalo Bills are just going to continue on their merry way right now as if, you know, everything is fine and dandy and there's no problems whatsoever? Of course not. These are irreplaceable players. If something happens to Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, you think Marcus Mariota is going to step in and take the Eagles to the Super Bowl? To have to play the equivalent of basically the entire season? It's not going to happen. Take our final time out. We'll come back. A little baseball and hand it off to Gordon and Larry. Dan Grosser Show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show.
on 98.7 ESPN. Sad news, the passing of Brooks Robinson, the Hall of Fame third baseman, Baltimore Orioles, passed away at the age of 86. As good a glove, maybe this is the best glove to ever be featured on the hot corner. Gold gloves galore, I believe 15 of them, if I'm not mistaken. So, sad day for baseball, sad day for the Baltimore Orioles uh, with the passing of Brooks Robinson. Now, as far as uh, the final week of the season and the baseball season uh, is concerned, the races that are still in play across the sport. The American League West is is the tightest one here because you got Texas, who is, I'll tell you, what a roller coaster the Rangers have been on for the last month. It's like they lose four, win five, lose five, win six. It's just, it's unbelievable. But they're in one of these hot streaks right now. They've won six in a row. They got a two and a half game lead over the Astros, four up on the Seattle Mariners. Now, Texas is in uh, L.A. to take on the Angels for a couple of days. Then they close it out in Seattle, and they're 8-1 and one against the Mariners so far this season. Mariners are in a free fall right now. They've lost four in a row. They're a game and a half behind the Astros for that last wild card spot, and they're playing Houston and Texas to close out the season here this week. Astros have lost 5-7, but they won last night thanks to our old pal Justin Verlander, who pitched a gem, pitched into the ninth inning last night, completely shut down. That Mariners lineup there. Houston, after they get done with Seattle, they're going to go to Arizona to take on a Diamondbacks team, which is trying to make the playoffs, of course. They're in Chicago to take on the White Sox. And that National League wild card race, look, Philadelphia is going to be the number one wild card. So then essentially you got four teams that are vying for two spots. Cubs, Diamondbacks, Marlins, and Reds. Now, by virtue of the schedule, Miami's got the easiest one with the Mets and the Pirates. But Pirates have made life miserable already for teams like the Cubs and the Reds here in the last couple of weeks. So you can never count these teams out. And Chicago, on paper, they got the hardest schedule. They're playing Atlanta and they're playing Milwaukee, two division champs. But you don't know what's at stake for those clubs. They might decide to rest players, make sure they're healthy for the offseason here, or I mean for the postseason. Cubs got a 5 nothing lead on the Braves already tonight. And Milwaukee's losing 4-1 to St. Louis. So you just never know how this thing is going to transpire. And then in the AL East, the Orioles got a two-and-a-half game lead on the Tampa Bay Rays. Baltimore tonight is winning at home against Washington by score of 1-0. Tampa's all over Boston 7-3. So the Orioles are in good shape. They got a two-and-a-half game lead, plus they've got the tiebreaker over the Rays should they end up deadlocked when it's all said and done. So those are the uh, the baseball factoids here over the next couple of days, and uh, hopefully we get some good races that'll take us into the weekend where it's down for uh, a game or two. And look, it's, it's still going to feel weird. Like, I was thinking about this the other day um, with the baseball. No Mets, no Yankees in the playoffs. Like, you know, normally the Yankees have been the consistent participant in the playoffs, and they're not going to be a part of it. Like, it is going to feel weird a week from today when the – postseason starts in baseball and you're not going to have any New York representation right no Mets no Yankees in the playoffs you got the Jets and the Giants both at one and two with the football and who knows they could both be one and three by the time we get to next Tuesday just a a brutal brutal stretch of games or a stretch of sports I should say uh here for our respective teams. Real quick, let's say hi to Mike in Long Island. He's going to be our final caller here on the program. Mike, you got about 30 seconds. What's on your mind, bud? Yeah, I just want to know why we haven't had seen Boyle out on the field yet and we keep going to Zach Wilson. Um, and, you know, I, I can't understand how Simeon's a better pick 
than maybe the human concussion, which is Cam Newton. I mean, there's got to be somebody out there that's better than what we put on the field. And last thing is, I just don't understand why uh, Garrett Wilson's running slant routes and not trying to burn people on the corners. Well, because the quarterback can't even deliver him the ball, you know, on a slant route as opposed to go routes down the field. It doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter what route is being run. Garrett Wilson's getting open. He's just not getting the ball for a variety of reasons. And that's got to change. That's got to change. Good show tonight. Thanks to Anthony Beck for hopping on with us. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to Julian for producing tonight. Thanks to everybody that called, that tweeted, that listened, that engaged. Tremendous. We'll do it again tomorrow right after TMKS coming up at 6.30. Gras is saying goodnight. Gordon and Larry up next on 98.7 ESPN. I knew enough to get the hell out of the way. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>